This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome, new new listeners, old listeners, to the Basement Bookers podcast. Just in case you missed the intro, this is rated off for realness. This is not for children. This is for only the coolest degenerates who love pro wrestling. And th- look, me and my buddy Richter is, we've been doing this for many years. It is only recently in the many years that we decided, you know what, maybe it's a good idea to drop some audio up ass and spread it out to the masses. I'm Basement Chair. This is Rich DeRiz, and he's going to give you the news, the fake news about real sports and entertainment. But before that, it is my honor as the Basement Champion to officially... Asterisk. You... Can't stop me, Rich Riz, because you can't stop me from being the first to acknowledge the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who has allowed us to be the official podcast on the island of relevancy. Big thanks. Big thanks to Roman Reigns. Rich Riz, since you have introduced yourself somehow into the conversation in which you truly belong, which is truly your home. What do, what do you got to say for yourself? As the rightful uncrowned basement champion because of your asterisk, because you refused to uh, provide a tiebreaker time for the main event. Rich, there and, is. Uh, I, 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 I don't think you understand how this works. Okay. I was unable to answer the count. It is not my fault. As a matter of fact, it might be your fault that I was unable to answer the count and return to the ring in time not to be counted out. But and still, because that's all that matters, baby. Wins and losses may matter on AEW, but here on the Basement Booker's podcast, what matters to Basement Chair is being the Basement Champ, because without the Basement Championship, he's just Chair, and that's just one letter off from being just a fucking jerk. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but that, all, all that does uh, comprise the asterisk that I did mention. I... As you mentioned, Emirates there is. I would also like to thank our tribal chief, the head of the table, who always has a seat at our table available, Mr. Roman Reigns, for allowing us to be the official podcast of the Isle of Relevancy until he says otherwise. I don't even have a table. If he would have come to my house, I would get a table. Well, it wouldn't have worked because your previous table was round. Yeah. King Arthur or something. Well, you know, King Arthur, you know, he's a cool guy. I'm assuming. Uh, listen, he had 12 really good friends. I, think, I mean, so I don't know. He might probably. not be because all of our heroes, people keep turning them into shit. So I don't know. That's who, just who's uh, to say. That's just uh, social media culture. Who? That's just the FBI warning. That's right. Speaking of heroes turning into shit, kind of, uh, following the recent shakeup in WWE management with allegations against both Vince McMahon and Johnny Ace... Uh, Bruce Pritchard Big has been Johnny. named Big Johnny, people power. Bruce Pritchard has been named interim senior vice president of talent relations, adding to his role that he already had of senior vice president of WWE in general and executive producer of both Raw and SmackDown. An internal memo announcing this change notes that quote. 
pending the conclusion of the board of directors' internal investigation, Lauren Ayes is on, quote, administrative leave. So what did Big Johnny do, exactly? So something I read about, uh, like oh, how... so we have to say allegedly, because, right. you know, what with us having new listeners at all, right, the right. law could come after us. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, not everyone knows this is a comedy podcast yet. Yeah, exactly. So this allegedly, <laughs> from what I read... Uh, about like how some of the talent feels about this change. Now they have now Bruce Pritchard is the guy that they have to go to when they want time off. He's the one putting a stamp of approval on that or not. And there's now only one like one person between them and Vince. And from the way the article was worded, it seemed like they don't like this idea. That, that like Vince Pritchard. is not in charge, but he is in charge oh. still because so, it's Bruce Pritchard. Oh yeah, okay. So is is Stephanie just like are they like is she just like an official CEO? But like it's more like a puppet thing where like well, well, Vince I, is in charge. I actually have another news item about that. Uh, Thank you for the segue. If Johnny Lauridis was cheating on his wife, Mama Bella. Then that's not cool because I wa- I had to suffer through like two seasons of that show of theirs, and I and and one of them like the the mother's sick, really. Like yeah, and the one that he married, like I I forgot what it was. I think she's got like MS or something, mm. like you know, or a brain thing or something. I don't know, but she but like if he's do- doing stuff behind her back, with, yeah, that's not nice. That's really screwed up. Like, not that it makes it okay if she wasn't sick. It's like, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, You could uh, do it when she was well. What a piece of garbage. Right. Yeah. So, uh, onto that segue that you mentioned. Wrestling Observer no- uh, Newsletter noted that Stephanie was appointed the positions of interim CEO and chairwoman by a, quote, special committee that included the eight members of the board of directors that are not her, Nick Khan, Triple H, and Mr. McMahon. Okay. I so guess. basically, the rest of the board of directors said Stephanie should be, should have these roles. It wasn't like Vince whispered in her ear, "Hey, you should take over the company while I'm gone." Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I don't think Vince was ready to give it to her anyway. Right, but you know, Vince, as we know, wasn't ready to step down anyway, and he had to. So yeah, so like. I- the logical the logical conclusion before this came out is maybe Vince did say, hey, Steph, take over for me. Yeah, and I really think, you know, if you, you got to listen to last week's podcast, because I lay it down, why I think Stephanie did this. <laughs> and, and it's pretty good. So I'm just listen, saying. That like, is, that's going to go down as one of the best conspiracy theories ever. Better, well, better than the, the, the crazy bird guy. Conspiracy theorists? Really like being right, but it's not good for them to be right. So, <laughs> right, correct. Hmm. Uh, another note here: Triple H told people at the Performance Center Wednesday that he's back, though details of exactly what he'll be back doing are unclear. He returns to the office in March to resume his uh, former role of EVP of Talent Strategy and Development. Don't know if he's now taking over NXT again or what. Don't so. do that. Don't give me hope. I know. Trust me. I know. And here's what some people online are probably not going to like. 
of, or at least they're not going to like what I have to say. Here's what I don't like. Kevin Kelly announced on Twitter that he'll be part of the Forbidden Door commentary team tomorrow night. Is Kevin Kelly the guy that The Rock used to call Hermie? Yes. That's amazing. Um, I still think The Rock might be right. But, okay. Oh, yeah, you don't like that guy. No, I don't. I don't like his commentary. Um, I think I dislike him less than I dislike Tony Schiavone. So that's a step up. But... So, all right. So I dislike him less than I dislike Tony Schiavone. I dislike him less than I dislike... Um, Mike Tanay, and less than I dislike Don West. Can you explain why? Why I dislike Kevin Kelly? Yeah, because I don't care one way or the other about him. I mean, to be honest, he's bland. And that's it. Like Byron? Worse. Byron at least has a personality to him. Byron has a character. Oh, yeah. His character is Feedy Pajamas Guy. Yes. Um, Yeah, okay. But somehow much more muscular even than me, so. I would equate it to, like, a little kid, but he's an adult, so it's okay for Corey Graves to be an asshole to him. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. he's always like, you see what that? That's not fair. Look at that. He's like, shut up, Life's Byron, not fair, Byron. idiot. Yeah, like that. <laughs> exactly. Life's not fair, Byron. Wow, it's just like Corey Graves. Is Corey Graves on this podcast? Am I on After the Bell? <laughs> This week on After the Bell with Basement Jair. Uh, yeah. And then I told him, you're not a part of this podcast anymore. And then, what? you know, oh, I told him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Chillax here, buddy. Chillax. All right. I'm not, I'm still the executive producer of this podcast, all right? Oh, I was just thought I was doing my sound clip for After the Bell. <laughs> Don't get don't get ahead of yourself. Don't put the cart before the hair, horse, there, Billy. Sure. Who's Billy? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, Billy, it's if you're something. listening, you're not replacing me. That's right, Billy. All right. Uh, moving on with the uh, fake news about the real sports and entertainment. Rhea Ripley noted on Twitter that she had to undergo dental surgery and is suffering from an unnamed quote brain injury. Oh, a concussion. But Probably. you're not allowed to say. Well, she did. She didn't say. She said brain. I know. Injury. I'm just saying because yeah. you're not allowed to say. Like, right. what other brain injury could there be, besides right. your skull hitting your brain or whatever? Right. Uh, so this is in, uh, happened during her the match she had on Raw on June 6th, where she reportedly quote drilled herself with her knees after taking a DDT, according to uh, Raja's Jeff Whalen. I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember. I don't know what that would entail. You might have been looking at your phone at the time. Maybe. I feel like they would have replayed that, though. Uh, Not necessarily, because it might be one of those things where it's like, yeah, that looks bad. Let's not show it again. How do you land on your own knees after taking a DDT? Uh, Miracles can happen. Uh, Oh, no. Anything can happen in the world wrestling entertainment. I guess so. Uh, Don't try this at home. Yeah, definitely. Because then you could get a brain injury. Indeed. So, this is week three of injury season, by the way. Madison Rain noted on Instagram that she, quote, broke both nasal bones in her match at Slammiversary, where she and partner Tennille Dashwood lost the knockouts tag titles. Well, that's too bad. 
If only we covered them, and then I'd know that there was a Slammiversary. Slammiversary was last week. I didn't watch it, uh, but I did listen to... Um, I listened to a podcast with uh, Denise Salcedo uh, legitimately because she legitimately says the word legitimately like every two seconds. I I prefer that over like and um. That's fair. Mm. That is fair. Um, I mean, from what uh, she says, it seems like it was a really good show. I, I, I think they're, from what I understand, and so maybe next year we'll do, like, predictions. Don't hold your breath because you'll not live. But, like, yeah. honestly, anniversary because it seems to me uh, this is, every time we hear about it, it's, it's kind of interesting, the things that happen. Mm-hmm. So, is that, like, their WrestleMania? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. This we was their twentieth uh, anniversary. AJ Styles submitted a video. I heard about that because that, only because was, he said he was thankful. Yeah, that because that was huge news. Yeah. Um, I say um a lot, and I apologize. It's okay. You could say like a lot, and that would be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, preview for next week, by the way. I'm gonna try. I so I'm gonna be on location in Nashville next week. By the way. And I'm going to try to stop by former TNA headquarters and the former um, location of the Asylum where TNA had their first iPay-per-views. And do what? Just be there and take pictures. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, We appreciate you making that pointless pilgrimage. Yes. Amazing, I think. Yes. I think it's good for the world, Mm -hmm. and the world needs healing, and Rich DeRiz is the man to do it. That's right. That's right. Coming from Nashville, on location. All right, continuing with injury notes. This isn't exactly an injury, but Tanahashi was pulled from Forbidden Door today because he can't travel due to having a fever. So the eight-man tag match, which involved Bullet Club, yada, yada, is now a trios match. Oh, no. Superstar Billy Graham announced on his Facebook page as a result of, quote, some infections in a few toes. Surgeons at the Mayo Clinic told him they have to, quote, do some partial amputations. And he'll be inactive on social media for the next two or three weeks while he recovers. Best of luck in your surgeries, uh, superstar Billy Graham. Double oh no. What am I mm. going to do without my Billy Graham updates on Twitter or whatever? I don't know. Uh, it came out on the heels of the sad passing of Dave Hebner. Former WWE referee Tim White passed away last week at the age of 68. The cause of death is unknown so far. Damn it. I remember Tim White. My so, Tim White's died many times. This appears to be his final death. Right. So all those vignettes and everything where like he was committing suicide, they started calling those um, like lunchtime suicide because they would always like release the YouTube video at noon. Apparently, mm. I found this out thanks to Wikipedia. But aside from those, my, I think I think everyone's most recent memory of Tim White, besides those videos, is the Hell in a Cell match where he injured his shoulder and was essentially the last match of his career. I think it was, I think he actually refed one match after that after having surgery, but he decided he couldn't. Did they put him in the Hall of Fame yet? Ooh, that's a good question. I can look that up. Because they might just do it um, soon. 
If there is even one. Uh, he is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. He is in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. He was uh, entered into that 12 years ago. All right, cool. Um, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Troy Two Dimes Donovan was released for failing a drug test, and he was allegedly told that if he stays clean, he could potentially be rehired in a year. Now, they normally do like a 30-day or a 90-day thing, so my guess is this wasn't something along the lines of like weed. It can't be because that, that I think that's like now okay. I, right. I don't have any official, but I think it is. Yeah, so my guess is this is one of the um It's obviously serious... he's being doing meth. That has to be it. It has to be meth. Vince McMahon does not respect meth. I I was actually wondering if maybe he has a uh, a mutual friend in Tony Khan. Oh. Hmm. No, I maybe don't know. Maybe they know the same guy. Maybe it's benzos. Maybe he's like smashing up benzos and snorting them and shit. Doing or crazy maybe, stuff. Some kind of painkiller. Or maybe it's coke. It could be coke. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. John Jones does pretty good with coke. so I He mean, does. Yeah. So, like, But I, I like that's not banned in UFC. It's, it's a big no. I, f- I imagine given the 70s, it's a big no-no in WWE. Yeah, I and guess. 80s. Yeah, it's like, why even do that when you could do something that's okay, like pot? It's, I mean, obviously, it's a very different thing. Pot, for the most part, makes most people mellow. And... I think he's chasing the dragon. Well, it depends on the strength. He's chasing the dragon. That's what it was. It's like, it's not enough. It's not enough. I need to do Scarface blow. Mm. I need to live the gimmick. Man, it's a lot. It is a lot. As a I need a mountain of cocaine. That's what he said. <laughs> it recently came out that Dewey Foley, who was apparently part of NXT's creative team, left WWE by choice in April, according that, to PWInsider.com. I blame him for everything bad. That's I don't a scapegoat. Know. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'm trying to help these guys. Now they don't have any excuse. They could fix things. Please fix things. I wonder if Harlan was his fault. That sounds like something that might be his fault. Like, that's how it started, and then they decided to make it worse. And it's not his fault because he had left already. Maybe. Let's give him some guys in robes that we've yet to see the identity of. But apparently one of them is a former, at least one of them is a former tag champ. We'll get to that. All right. We'll, We'll get to that. Uh, last bit of news for now until more news comes out. On Thursday, Lady Frost announced on Twitter that she's requested her release from Impact, though there's no word yet on if the release was granted. Oh. Okay. I've seen a very small handful of Lady Frost matches, and she's good. Like, she's got a really cool look. Like, she's... She... She has a unique look. A a little, if anything, along the lines of Taya Valkyrie kind of unique you know where it's like she comes out it's like okay well that's who this it can't be anyone else hmm well that's something that'll get you far at least to me and um yeah i i guess so i can see that it's like what what if what if Elsa from Frozen decided she's going to be a wrestler or something? That's what I'm getting here. I think Lady Frost was doing it first, but sure. Yes. Yeah, she's fit. All right, cool. 
Alright, so as I mentioned, that's all the news for now. Let's hit these uh, highlights and lowlights. There are a lot of lowlights for the week. First lowlight. Uh, uh, wait, let's just first oh. state that that's just your opinion, man. And everybody's allowed to have a different one, guys. So if you like something that Rich decided is not is a lowlight, you feel free. Let's go. Basement Booker's, uh, you know, at Rich Riz. Yep, Rich Riz on Twitter. At Basin, uh, at Basin Bookers or uh, Basin Bookers at gmail.com. So, first low light I got from Raw. I'm going to do uh, Raw SmackDown, Raw NXT SmackDown, and then Dynamite Rampage. That's the order. So, on Raw, Pierce promising Becky versus Pierce proposing, rather, Becky versus Asuka with the winner going to money in the bank. <sighs> Come on. Is it, just, just call it a best of seven already. Uh, look, I, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is the sign that they fired too many women. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get as much out of them as possible. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they think they work well together. Maybe there's some story to be told here. Uh, I think what you're going to get, you're going to get the same thing that annoys me about what's happened on SmackDown this past week, what we'll probably get to, is the fact that Becky's going to get into the match anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, that match meant nothing. Mm-hmm. They're both going to be in the match somehow. Yep. As Becky even pointed out, she's on the poster. Yeah. So, you know, while to me that doesn't necessarily equate to you know, what should happen on the show because sometimes people are on the poster and it's like, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, it looks cool. But, I agree with you. Yeah, she's on the freaking poster, but, you know, when it's all said and done, when the dust clears, when it's all settled or whatever, she's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it even full yet? No. She's getting one, in. There's one female spot left. Yeah, she's getting in. They're not going to be able to not have her in. They're doing odd numbers again this year. They both have seven. Yeah, she's getting in, for sure. So after that segment, uh, Vince comes out again doing random Vince stuff, uh, touting Raw as the longest reigning weekly, blah, 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 blah. And then he hypes Cena's return next week. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be John Cena, and probably Theory's going to, like, jaw jack with him and whatever. Probably get John Cena Theory for SummerSlam. Yep. I feel like... Is that a highlight or a low light? Uh, it, w- it was kind of just a mention. Oh, okay. It was a thing that happened. Wacky Vince stuff. But um, I feel like SummerSlam is like the U.S. titles pay-per-view. It seems to always be defended pretty prominently on SummerSlam. Since, uh, pretty much since John Cena versus Seth Rollins. If I remember correctly. I think I am. That was with... Um, uh, what's his name? Daily John Stewart, right? Yeah, your boy. Fuck that guy. You were so mad that he was there. <sighs> yeah, he ruined us. Good match. All right, whatever. Oh, it was good. But Highlight. Rollins needed a way to win. True. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's Seth came out in the all white that year. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's first time. And we were there. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right. Highlight two in a row. Uh, backstage with Zeke and Elias. I will give them this little 
I will say this. The beard didn't look natural. What are you talking about? Like, that's Elias, dude. Like, Elias has always had a beautiful beard. And that beard was just as beautiful as the day that I lost him. I mean, we lost him. <laughs> um, what I mean. Uh, but he's back, and it's really good to see him again. Mm-hmm. So, I, I am also zeked up about it. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so the second part here is the Elias concert, which Kevin Owens interrupts. Everything Unbelievable. He, that was e- a low light. How could he interrupt that? Everything here was great. It was a brand new song. We were going to get a brand new song, and he ruined it. He, Unbelievable. Because that's what he does. And then backstage... Kevin's like, I don't, I don't care if it's Elias, Zeke, or another brother. I'm challenging one of them next week. Zeke walks up to him and says, he heard his challenge and he accepts. There you go. See? And and Ke- Kevin's mind is just blown. Because the it, it you know what it is? And this is me because I know and you know that we have friends that are liars. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see a liar being exposed for what they are. Mm-hmm. A liar. That's right. And, and, and all Kevin Owens is doing is projecting. Like, who does he think hired Zeke? You, you, what are you trying to say about Vince McMahon? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's going on here, pal, fella? Mm. Bucko, champ. This is easily, I think, right now, my favorite, most entertaining storyline in wrestling. Yeah, There's, Kevin Owens trying to gaslight us into thinking that Ezekiel and Elias are the same person. Yep. There's a close number two coming up later. I'll get to it. I promise. I'll get Not to a it. real number two. Right. No, no, no. Awesome. All right. Uh, moving on to NXT, there are two highlighted items. One is a low light. One is uh, something I mentioned already. Low light. That uh, Thea Hale thing where she gets to the to the campus and she and Bodie share in a room and that whole interaction. Did you see that? Look, they're trying, Rich. What are they trying? I, Tell me what they're trying. Something. And <laughs> that's all I can really say. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, this is this is something. Where's the remote at here? You know? Yeah. And it's like, no, I can't. It's going to come up. Mm. And and here it is. Because mm. you know, painful as it is, I don't fast forward. Because there might be something. Yeah. You're a braver man than I am. But I did return. And it's like, oh. So, here, here's uh, what my crystal ball says is going to happen here. Bodhi's going to get friend zoned. Okay. And that's it. And then we can move on? I hope. Oh. I'm moving on. I've moved on. So Gacy tells the Dyad, or at least one of them, that they've tasted gold before, and he'll bring them back there. So I, so one of them is, is a former champ. So I could it be FKA Fabian Eichner? No, because he's uh, Giovanni Vinci. Oh, that's right. He already has a thing. He can't be two things. Former tag team champion, you think? Huh. I don't know who that could be. You know, I should have looked back at former NXT tag champs to see, like, where are they now? Kind of thing. What but... What if it's Tyler Breeze? Oh, it could be. 
Tyler Breeze was a tag champion with Dango. Yup. And it could, what? Oh my God! What if it's both of them? It's not. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> that I saw Dango two weeks ago at uh, um, Outlaw Wrestling. Could one of them be Charlie Haas? Why would they Could bring Charlie be. Haas to NXT? Someone listening is wondering. I, I don't wa- know. Um, I think Haas is signed to Impact. Oh, he's he's getting over an injury in his like first match back. Something about his knee, if I remember correctly. Man, like it's a tough business, like especially when you're older. Um, you know, stuff don't work the way it used to. World's like, greatest tag team, man. Yeah, and I don't think he wrestles as often as he would like. Nah. So. It's amazing that Shelton's still going. I mean, it's it's Shelton's been around for like 20 years now. Hmm. Almost. Maybe That's more. True. I don't even know. It's a long damn time. It's crazy. Um... So that's all the notes I got for NXT. Uh, I apologize to uh, Alba Fire for having a match with Lash Legend. I'd also like to... Well, I, uh, this actually wasn't bad. Uh, Tony sliding the brass knucks to... Oh, sorry. Santos sliding the brass knucks to Carmelo Hayes instead of uh, Tony D'Angelo. Mm. I feel like they should have let this run a little longer before continuing the fe- the bitter feud, you know? Yeah. Like, usually, like a long-term, like, monthly thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if these guys, like, the problem with the storytelling long-term for them is, like, you don't know who's going to have a job next month. Right. Like, that, that that's why it's difficult for me to, like, invest... And NXT storylines, because, like, I don't know if you're going to be here next week. Mm-hmm. Or if you'll even have the same gimmick, or if they're going to put you under the hood and re-debut you, repackage you or something. Or remove the soul from your body and stick you with the Miz for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, the, the corpse of uh, Tommaso Ciampa still shambling through the halls of Monday Night Raw as the shadow of Mike Mizanin. I like to hope that Champa isn't Mrs. Heavy. Yeah, it's uh, you know he's got tiny little balls, you know, and you need, you need help with that, I guess. Mm. And to to the to to be fair to the Miz, like arenas are chilly, and that's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't know his pants were gonna get ripped off. No, you would think like, he could have worn something more flattering if he knew. Yeah, or something you know a little bit more durable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got money. Yeah. So, but things happen, right? Yeah, Mike's in my incredibly limited by that. I mean, none experience. I believe a lot of really, really expensive stuff is usually really fragile, and that kind of like those two tend to go hand in hand. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, you would think you would dress for work, you know? Right. Which, by the way, is why I never wear white. Ah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've never been the, uh... I've never been known as the neatest person, and my wife is a spiller. I'm too messy for, like, white. 
Like, I think that's a reason why, like, fashion-wise, why, like, a lot of people, like, if they wear white, they pull it off is because, you know, that's part of it. It's like, man, that's amazing. How do you not get dirty? Yeah, because, like, if I see wings, I'm eating wings. And well, there goes the white shirt. Well, you know, if you're going to go eat wings, mm-hmm. why would you wear white? Unless oh, it's, I- like, you want it to be spontaneous, right? So, like, what if it comes up? Exactly. You don't want it to be like, all right, guys, we're going for wings. And you're the only idiot in a white shirt who can't handle himself. And it's like, well, I guess I'm not having wings. <laughs> yep. I guess I'm not having wings because mm. I am a child and I will get it on myself. Indeed. You know, I speak for myself, of course, because that's what would happen. Well, listen, we are two peas in a pod for a reason. Two peas mm. in a podcast. Hey, oh, this, look at this guy trying oh, to rename the basement book as podcast. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, there's probably like 10 two peas in a podcasts. Imagine that. It's still a good name. I, I can't fault anybody for using that. And if if we ever uh, branch out to non-wrestling stuff, we could be two peas in a podcast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we talk about other stuff. Yeah, we definitely do. All right, but before we listen, before we get too far down a rabbit hole of uh, what else I'm going to executive produce, uh, SmackDown highlights and lowlights. Adam Pierce again. He says he was hasty to put both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in Money in the Bank since neither of them won their qualifying match, and after some influence from Paul Heyman, management has decided to overrule his decision, and neither of them are in Money in the Bank, but they can both qualify again if they beat the Usos again. I. Wait, they beat the Usos before? Well, I, I shouldn't have said it again that second time. It was just. I was going to say, did I miss something? Okay, no. look, I didn't like that. Um, and by, like, hasty, you mean stupid? Right. Because <laughs> if they both lose, then neither should be in it. Right. Like, I'm going to sit there furrowing my brow. Wasting all this energy and anger, watching money in the bank, be like, why, why are they in it? If they were just gonna put them in it anyway, why mm. make the situation? Because then it doesn't matter if you qualify or not. You could just have a hissy fit and physically intimidate the official. Mm-hmm. It's like you win, and it's like. I wonder if down the line they're going to, like, have these guys throw aside their differences and stick them against the Usos and have them beat them for the belts. Mm-hmm. They don't just set the... No, that was another tactic. I remember. I remember that because Cesaro and uh, Sheamus had that best of, what, is it seven? Yep. When Foley was around as commissioner? Yep. And made them do that, and then they became one of the world's greatest tag teams, not to be confused with the actual world's greatest tag team, but you know what I'm trying to say here. Yes. I'm trying to slow it down. I don't want to talk too fast like I'm an Excalibur trying to say every match at Forbidden Door without his head exploding. There are so many matches, though. I know, but just give him some time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, uh, I equate, it's like he's trying to fit a story in a sentence. You know, a matter of fact, no, like, a story between words in a sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so he, here's what I think is happening. I, I think fo- – follow me here. Wait, hold on. Before I follow you here, we need to do SmackDown first. No, 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 no. This no, always no, no. happens to us. No, no, no. Real quick, real quick. Because okay. while we're on the topic. Okay. Let's say Tony Khan is like, man, you know, we really need – 
we, we need to auction stuff. We need to do auctions. Do we have an auctioneer? Excalibur, can you can you be an auctioneer? He's like, uh, yeah, with practice. All right. Challenge accepted. What? What? And is, that's why he does that because that's his practice an for being auction an auctioneer. Of matches. Yeah. Rat rattling off seventy-two freaking names that are gonna be on on the card on Sunday. Yeah, I wonder if at commercial break after he's like, God damn it, this is fucking. Well, if you notice, he was silent after, and even Jr. commented, "He's like, you can take a breath now." He's like, "I'm trying." <laughs> well, I respect that. Try having Jr. or Tony Schiavone do that shit. Get out of here. Exactly. Uh, listen, Excalibur, we, we make fun of you, but damn, we can't do that shit. I'm just saying. Don't tell me what I can't do. I'll, I'll try it and fail. All right. But I'm not saying that I can. <laughs> okay. Um, Green, Sami Zayn. Every, here's a spoiler alert. Everything Sami does is a green highlight. Is good. I was so happy when he qualified. Yeah, this is this is even before that. Like no, when he's like trying like that annoying so and so Kayla keeps bothering him. She knows what she did. Yep. And he's like. <laughs> It's like, well, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to cash it. You know, it's, it, his explanations are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was interesting storytelling when um, he said he, he's not going to cash in on Roman Reigns. Heyman puts his arm around him. He says he's gonna, he'll, he'd cash in on Brock Lesnar, though, and now Heyman's not happy with him anymore. Ooh. So we're still tugging at that thread. I like it. I like that. It's not necessarily definitely over. Man, if Sami Zayn wins Money in the Bank. I wouldn't mind if Sami Zayn won a Money in the Bank, actually. I wouldn't be mad. Mm. I'd actually prefer that over Seth Rollins eventually winning it, because that's what it looks like they're building it up to it. Yeah. See, Seth winning it is predictable. Sami winning it is interesting. Yeah. When, when, I, when, they, when Heyman was out there with Pierce during that segment... The way I was being led is because they were talking about how, you know, Sheamus, won cash, when he won, he cashed in on Roman. And I'm glad that this was brought up because it made me remember something I was annoyed about. Because Drew McIntyre is over here. He's talking about how Brooke Lesnar's back and he's going to have a match against Roman Reigns to shut up at SummerSlam the easy way, but not Drew McIntyre. I'm going to be money in the bank, and once one of them's won, I'm going to just come in and take it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, you're working real hard there, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to come pick the bones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's, I, a, it's a good face promo there, buddy. Yeah, I don't think it landed quite the way you wanted to. Big, like it's big, 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 brave Scottish hero. It's not as good as John Cena just saying, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, of course, it didn't work out for him, but still. Well, didn't Cena just say, like, listen, we're going to have a match at this pay-per-view. This is, I'm cashing money in the bank. Yeah, I think he, yeah, it was against CM Punk, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, and it wasn't after a match. So, like, say after a last man standing yeah, match Yeah, he's again, like, I'm cashing it in to use it to have a match with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is different. 
But mm-hmm. the, my point was, I thought he was going to, like, because Heyman was going to be like, I thought, like, Pierce was going to be like, well, you know, Paul Heyman's got a lot of, uh, you know, whatever, but no one's going to be able to cash in at the end of that match. Something like that. Yeah, I was I was worried that was the announcement also. Because that, that just defeats the whole purpose yeah, of it takes the back. Yeah, it takes, like, you can't really do that. That's what I'm saying, because, like, you know, Paul Heyman's, a, you know, he's slimy. Mm-hmm. But it would have been interesting, like, oh, that's unprecedented. Like, you're taking that away. Because there's not even going to, the championship's not going to be defended until SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, you know, it's kind of strange. But I get it. What You know, I'm trying to say this low, because the tribal chief, he's, he's the head of the table. Well, Roman just defended it last Friday. He did. He did just defend it, you know, against, you know, successfully against yes. Riddle. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on? You know, I know he's on a, I know he's a very busy guy. Um, but I, I did kind of notice, uh, you know, maybe he hasn't, maybe he's been too busy, uh, he hasn't been to the gym a little bit, the tribal chief, but listen, he's still great. He still looks fine. I'm just saying he's looking a little bit more Samoan, if you know, what I I mean. did but notice. listen, yeah, no, no, it's fine. He's still in peak physical condition. You know, he's mm-hmm. not like Adam Cole, Baby. you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know. Alrighty. I'm glad Sami Zayn is in the Money in the Bank. It's better than Shinsuke being in it. That's for sure. It's like, why put Shinsuke in it just for him not to win anyway? Yeah, WWE did a real good job of making us not care about Shinsuke Nakamura. I blame them. I still kind of care about him. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's it's not... There's no real focus with him. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't really been getting good like big wins, right? He like he's an IC title kind of guy. If he's they, not world title guy, I'm glad you mentioned that because now that uh, I will not call him Gunter Falter has successfully defended his Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that there could be a future uh, Shinsuke Nakamura Gunter feud. Or that at least a match. Great. Yeah, that would be a great match. I would love for that to be like at SummerSlam or something. Mm-hmm. But you got to build him back. You got to build Shinsuke Nakamura back up and give him wins to like make that official. I think they really like the pairing of Shinsuke and Boogs, and they're just keeping him of... in a hole. That I don't think yeah. that's fair. I, I think don't disagree. Yep, I think you could shift. You like you could always like just bring them back together. You know, it doesn't mean you got to put this guy's career on hold because some his partner got hurt. It's not fair. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura didn't come in as a tag guy. He's always, he's a singles competitor. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could be excited that his friend comes back and they can still go business as usual. But, like, let him get some good wins and have him wrestle Gunter. Like, who doesn't want... Damn it! Just... Vault is his name. You got me. They got me. But Gunter, let, let him, let 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 him fight him. Let them fight. That will be a fun match. King of Strong Style versus let them the fight. Giant let Hands. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if like Keith Lee actually like listened and did what um Walter did? I think what what Walter did is incredible. Could you imagine though? Like, like Keith Lee shredded like that. 
So uh, I wonder Unless it's if, a body type thing. So, yes. I, Keith Lee is incredibly athletic. There's no doubt about it. I, I wonder if that's just his body type. If he just, like, really can't lose weight. Uh, you can lose weight. It's just people got – some people got to work a lot harder than others, mm-hmm. I think. Like, even if you're – I believe it's Mesomorph is, like, the huge one. Um, you there, there's ways like you could do it like if you were so inclined, mm. but like it might be like that's just the kind of wrestler type he wants to be. Maybe I don't know. It, it's it's hard because I don't know a lot about fitness. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I know probably as much as you do about fitness and like I don't know body types and like. Why they are the way they are, I I can't figure that shit out. Anyway, uh, another highlight, and this wasn't expected, and I'm I was happy to see it. Uh, a slight repackaging as heels for the Viking Raiders. Yeah, you know you could dress them up as much as you want, put as much Viking shit on them as you want. I'm still not gonna care. I like, hear you. You've ruined them for me. I hear you, but now. They, I mean, they could, now they're heels though. So. There's a chance they could turn it around with this heel run. Yeah, like this is something that you know, and I, I, I gotta say, I had to little backtrack a little bit because, like, I had to think about it. Uh, I think I agree with you. You gotta give them like a chance. Like I said with Shinsuke, like if they don't, if I don't give it a chance and they try to actually like build these guys, uh, it's gotta be something more impactful than just beating up the New Day and shaking Shanky. <laughs> so it's a good start. The skyscraping, shaking, shanky. Yeah, it's just that it's just recent where they both got like toyed by Omos. Yeah, like together. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's hard to forget. It was five minutes ago. Yeah. But if they could, re- you know, if they could somehow turn this around by being actual Viking. Raiders, then great. Because that clown shit wasn't doing it for me. What they should have done, and what they should do going forward, when given an opportunity like they had on Friday and didn't take, they should pillage. So after the beatdown on New Day, they should have taken Francesca number two. Spoil of war. Yeah. Yeah. And melt it down. Because that's a, what they do in, into a into a stein, or like some kind of like a, like a like rings, you know, mm-hmm. like some nice jewelry. They love that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm. Good trophy. Take a trophy. Yup. Because you know Vikings plunder. Yeah. So Nanny did this. I'm Ronda thing, and only I think. The only good part of it here was I think the line that everyone marked out for was that when Ronda said she didn't recognize Natty without her rack out. Yeah. Um, and also, I, you know, it's about time that we get a woman hitting another woman with a stroller. I think that's what we've been missing from wrestling. It hasn't been done before as far as I know. Uh, you know, first time ever. You know, they Vince loves his first time ever. Yep. As far as I know, that's the first time ever someone's been hit with a stroller. 
Not the first time a shoulder's been in the ring, though. Yeah, right. But, but Dolan's yeah. been hit with one. <laughs> right. So that's good. That's great. Um, the rest, the rest of the segment was eh. It's hard because, like, Natalia is a great professional wrestler. Yes. But her lack of an ability to talk kind of made Ronda sound better, if that makes any sense. Yes. Because, you know, she's not great. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronda's great at everything else, but, like, it looks like they're having a little fun here. So I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was on .com or just Twitter or whatever, but there's a thing where, you know... Shayna Baszler's like, she can't get involved in this thing that Ronda has with Natalia. So that's interesting. Hmm. I you didn't know, see that. Because Natalia's friends with Shayna Baszler on TV. So. True. Okay. Mm. So why, I wonder why she can't get involved. Like, we know that her Like, she Ronda... doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what I think. So. She's scared of Rhonda? No, but she's does she like I just said, uh, she's friends with Natalia and she's friends with Rhonda. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to mess up her friendships. Which kind of makes sense, but it's like you're a heel, so but still, it kind of keeps it like to the realism. It's like it gives it to the fans like, wait, Shayna's friends with Rhonda, why isn't she helping her? Well, it's because she's friends with Natalia on TV. Right. Like they were a tag team for a while. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I mean five minutes, but that still. It's still some time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because, uh, you know, with Shayna obviously being heel and Ronda, I guess, being a face. Yeah. Ronda is the face. Yep. So, moving on, we talked about the Sami Zayn thing. Uh, Viking Raiders backstage promo. I like that also. It wasn't bad. I mean, it it kind of just like furthered the where heels now storytelling. Last highlight for WWE for the week was a good one. Pat McAfee's promo on the desk challenging Baron Corbin to a match at SummerSlam. That's great. But last week, bumass Corbin stumbled his bitch ass over to the commentary table to complain about how I do my job. I'll never wish I were dead. I love my life. And let's have a match. I'll kick his teeth down his throat. I hope he wins. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but I, we're, we're, you missed the highlight. And that is that Shotzi is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yes. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> Thank JBL for this. Mm-hmm. Because the wrestling god has smiled upon us, and now we have Shotzi in the Money in the Bank, who should have definitely already been in the Money in the Bank ladder match, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Because as soon as I saw Tamino was coming out, I'm like, yes, Shotzi's going to be in the Money in the Bank. Ha! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh. little less, like, you know, a little better. I, I am annoyed that Omos is in it, but whatever. They got to have their big man in there not to win. Yeah. So. I, it it would have been cool to have uh, Riddle in there, but like it makes sense what with Roman spearing him in half that he doesn't win, mm-hmm. and you know Omos did have a little help. Yeah. So 
Shotzi went with the DDT that she calls Never Wake Up. Look, Shotzi, we need to work on your branding. I get uh, where you're going with that. Yeah. But the name's kind of weird. It's too long. It's... Call it the N-W-U. I don't like that, but I like where your head is at. <laughs> I uh, like letters. Thank you. But there's only three deadly letters. Apparently, bro is a letter. Yes. So In that's, context. Yeah. So I miss Randy. Everyone misses Randy. Hey, Randy. You know, I, 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 I disliked it at first. It, it, it's the kind of thing that grows on you. It's because it's Riddle, and yeah. I'm one of those people. Mm. Anybody that's been listening to this podcast before, like I was really mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like, "Why are they doing this?" I took it personally mm-hmm. for reasons everyone knows about, but they turned it around, and it works. It works better now. Randy mm-hmm. helped Riddle. Yes. So. And this is great. For anybody who talks shit about Randy not helping people, there you go. Yep. So before we move on to AEW TV this week, I had an assignment. Do you remember the assignment? Uh, I feel attacked because I don't. That's all right. <laughs> uh, you wanted me to rewatch... Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir for the AEW Women's World Title. Yes. Because of the allegations of, of sandbagging. Thunder Rosa sandbagging. I rewatched it yesterday. Believe okay. it or not, I remember what I was thinking yesterday when I rewatched it. Uh, you know, I believe a lot of things, so it's not hard. All right. So, it wasn't a very long match. Uh, as far as, quote-unquote, sandbagging... I, I'll go in chronological order of the match from what I saw. It looked like early on there were some whips into the corner that maybe someone didn't know who was supposed to be doing the whipping and who was supposed to get whipped into the corner. That might have been what that was. Other than that, the only thing I really saw was towards the end of the match, uh, Marina Shafir goes for a vertical suplex and she has a hard time getting her up. That maybe she sandbagged, but I think it's it's hard. I don't think you should be able to. I don't think people should call out a wrestler on sandbagging for sandbagging just one move in a match. The the whips of the corner, maybe maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. You know, there's one famous sandbag in history, and his name was Bob Holly. <laughs> and he sandbagged on a move that you should never sandbag because you might die, and he did almost die by getting his neck broke off a Brock Lesnar powerbomb. Yeah, that cost him. Yeah. Good job, dummy. Yeah. I I think it's poor form mm-hmm. uh, to do that. So, you know, I think... You know, in the business like that, you know, regardless of how you feel, like, you know, someone could get hurt. Yep. And you should do the right thing. Yeah, like, if Shafir had to actually do all the work to suplex her, like, she could she could pull something in her back. That's not good. Yeah. All right, so that is kind of a PS to a conversation from last week's episode. Now... 
highlights and lowlights and interesting notes from the week of Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, highlight here, Brian Danielson saying he found the one person he trusts to take his place at Forbidden Door and at Blood and Guts. But he's not going to tell us, and he's not going to tell Zack Sabre Jr., so we got to tune on Sunday and see who it is. The IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, is speculating between two names, and I'm going to throw my hat in with one of them. because, In particular, because they're saying that this person is going to be the new member of the Blackpool Combat Club. The name that I think it is not, but that the, the Internet thinks is possible, is Johnny Gargano. I just was going to say that. I was going to say that. He said he's going to be in Chicago, but it's not because of that. <laughs> right. But I think more likely and probably more fitting in the Blackpool Combat Club is whatever Cesaro is going to call himself. Claudio, you know, Cesaro. Yeah, that would be perfect. He belongs there. Yup. And, so, and, and think about it. Daniel Bryan said is someone he trusts. Exactly. So think about, stylistically, which is a bigger match? Gargano versus Zack Sabre Jr. or Claudio versus Zack Sabre Jr.? Well, Claudio. Right. I think that's what we're getting. Don't give me hope. Uh, Listen, (laughs) if it's Gargano, I'll still be happy. I love Johnny Gargano. I want to see him back on TV. If he's happy at home with, with his kid... Awesome. But if he's going to wrestle, I want him wrestling on TV where I can watch him every week. Yeah, not AEW Dark Elevation or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's no my offense if that. you do. I'd love to wrestle on AEW Dark Revelation or whatever. Yeah. Elevations. Anywhere. Just, there's only so many hours in the day and there's so much wrestling to watch. That's right. It's a running theme with us because we're old, maybe. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Not me. I'm the youngest man alive, you know. On this podcast, yes. Yeah, I'm 29. So let's just keep moving on. Plus. Here. Yeah, sure. Asterisk. Listen, you could asterisk (laughs) all you want, man. Kiss my asterisk. Oh, no. What? (laughs) I don't want to do that. All right. Now, you knew he'd talk. And you knew I'd have something to say. I'm looking forward to this segment. Rich Riz bashes Christian Cage. New listeners. Ever since his run in Impact Wrestling, I have not liked Christian Cage. Hate him. Hate everything he does. Everything he does sucks. It is stupid. It's like this. Thankfully, there wasn't any of that during this promo. Did you notice? I was yeah. waiting for it. I I actually I liked it. I cut I I I like uh, I like heel Christian Cage, but like that he's older. You know what I mean? Like it's just something like since he's an older person now, and like the things he was saying was something like an older person in the business would say. Right. So that made sense, and that worked. And I'm gonna say this. I didn't hate the promo. I don't like him. I He's like I like don't say I didn't come here to help the younger talent when 
that is literally the entire purpose of this storyline. Like, don't tell me that's not what it is, because that, that is what it is. You're working with a younger talent. One that is known as the pillar of the company. If you don't want to help him, you don't feud with him. I think Jungle Boy's hurt, too. Is he? I think, yeah, I think he might be on the list of hurt people. Fucking okay, A, I didn't hear that. All right. Yeah. Well, he told his mom that she raised a piece of shit. Yeah, and <laughs> that was pretty great. And I guess, like, all of Luke Perry's kids, which I guess is just the two that I know of, are born with perms. Yes. So I'm pretty sure the mother's genes are the strong ones in this. Because mm. it, her hair's like that. So, But, like, you know, I must save you money being born with a perm. You know who else's hair is like that? Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. Yeah. Where, um, where was he 22 years ago? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, what did Jungle Boy do to get named as a pillar of the company? You know Look, what I'm saying? I, Listen, I'm not throwing shade. Right? Uh, but you I'm do not, what you got to do. It's a tough business. We're just talking here. We're just talking. We're just two people talking. Um, but look, seriously though, on a serious mm. note, but I did like what Christian Cage was saying and the bit where he's like, if for any, this is for anybody in the back, if you want to get paid the money I do, and this isn't like, I'm, I'm not doing it verbatim cause I don't remember exactly what he said. And I did see this like three hours ago, but mm. the point is, um, well longer than that, but that like, you know, you invent the match. You know, and have pay-per-views named after it. Maybe you'll make as much money as me. Something yeah. like that. It felt like it was a shot at one MJF. So I'm guessing Christian is also making more money than MJF. <laughs> yeah, very likely. Yeah, it's got to be. Unfortunately. So. Um. So what didn't make sense to me, though, Luchasaurus comes out. He goozles him, as JR didn't say, but should have. And then Christian's like, we need to talk. We need to talk. And he's yeah. like, remember no, what happened to Marco? Looks, yeah, remember what he did to Marco? I'm like, wait a second, what did Jungle Boy do to Marco? Because he said he didn't say remember what happened to Marco. Mm. He said remember what he did to Marco stunt. Hmm. So what does that mean? So that's interesting. I, I didn't notice the wording there. I obviously didn't write it down exactly. Yeah. Um... He then tells Luchasaurus he's like a son to him. How says, old is Christian Cage? Old. And he's like, let's go talk in private. Like, But we can't talk here. Let's talk in private. So, allegedly, Christian is alleging that Jungle Boy had done something to Marco Stunt. That Luchasaurus either knows about or is suspicious of and Christian has more info and Luchasaurus is willing to trust Christian. Why is Luchasaurus willing to trust Christian? That doesn't make sense considering the, like, if you think about realistically the amount of time that the two spent together, like, they came up together. Like, why would you, it's like me trying to believe, like, Corey Graves over you. You know what I mean? Doesn't make any sense because you know th- th- there's a relationship there. They they have a you know they've been friends for a long time. Yeah, there's there's a history. You know the person. And like you beat the guy up after a match. Mm-hmm. Look, you're not a good guy either. Right. 
So, like, why wouldn't he just, like, wreck him? Hmm. But I guess, you know, plot armor. Yeah. Plot armor. All right. So, moving on. Uh, I liked Hangman vs. Silas Young. And I liked everything that happened after the match. Uh, Adam Cole starts to talk. Jay White interrupts, saying he owes uh, Adam Cole an explanation. He says he's given a lot of thought, and, and as the catalyst of pro wrestling, he's responsible for all of this, which is a uh, reference to a promo he cut at the end of New Japan Dominion last week, where he said when he took the title, a title, I don't remember which title, from Kenny Omega, Kenny could have gone for a rematch, but instead he went to go play with his friends and start AEW or join AEW. Mm. I think he said he uh, he might have beaten, um, I don't know, no, she's just talking about Kenny. So basically, he's taking credit for AEW existing, at least in its current form. So that was that was that was a good promo. If you haven't watched it, you should. I should have told you last week to watch it. Yeah, he's. I've seen it on YouTube. Like there was a clip. He's consistent. Yeah, but I don't mm, mm, make sense though. So what I like about Jay White. And his promo ability, from what I've seen so far. And it's kind of something I notice he does that I said to myself, everyone should do this in their promos, but not, but most people don't. He has different levels. Like, he'll talk, and then he'll shout. And when he goes from one to the other, it makes sense. Like, that's kind of like, you know... Communication 101, right? As far as I know. But if you notice, like a lot of the poorer mic workers, Natalia, Rhonda, they kind of just have the one setting that they just go at. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it makes me think of something like that's very good at a key to a promo. It's also key to like a character carries themselves mm-hmm. because uh, in a different medium, let's say the most recent example for me, in the TV show Kenobi, Darth Vader, like it's not like they want you to think it's James Earl Jones doing the voice of Vader. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know, I forgot what like app it is that does like you know you can do like a different voice thing, like you just make somebody sound like somebody. Like the technology's there, mm-hmm. because if you think about like the original, like Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie, like for example, when Vader's like, you know, when Le- he's got Leia, and she's got the plans, and he's like. She's like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just a senator. I don't know shit. And he's all like, you're a part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. And then it's like, okay, there's personality in there. Mm-hmm. But like in the Kenobi show, like his delivery of lines is just, it's, it's robotic. There's no emotion there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, it's lame. It's Natalia-ish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, there's different ways. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just her doing her thing. That's not her talking. Right. I'm glad you know? she doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Watch her do it next week. It's like, I don't have a character. Yeah. Really? She's trying right now, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
So the whole thing, Adam Cole, Jay White, yada yada, this, that, the other. Is Cole going to hit Jay White with the title? Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 just get Adam, Adam Page up. I'm going to hit him. Yeah. And then, then, the, then the crowd goes crazy because mm-hmm. that's not going to happen because here he comes. He's a he's a real sensation. Okada is the here. The Rainmaker himself. That's right. He didn't hit it, though. He was gonna. It looked like he was gonna, but yep. he got away, Rich Torres. Got away. Got away. The one that got away. It's like somebody gave JR his happy pills. He's like, oh, it's Okada. Like, he's actually really excited mm-hmm. that he's there. It's like, because I followed this young man's career, and every time he's great or whatever. I recall a lot of this guy's matches. Yeah, and that's a big deal. If you've been doing it for as long as he have it, you could do that. That's shit. Yup. Uh, it's all the highlights and lowlights from Dynamite, believe it or not. Mm. Um, Very good. You know, I should have highlighted um, uh, Malachi Black versus Penta. That, that was, was cool. Good. You mm-hmm. did did you did like Tony Storm versus Marita Shafir, or was that like a different? What was that? Mm. Why is Marita Shafir hanging out with Nyla Rose? Uh, that's probably a question that is, was, or will be answered on Dark or Dark Elevation. Because I know Nyla Rose has an issue with Tony Storm, I guess? Maybe? I Maybe. don't know. This has got to be something I missed, but it, I don't know. It's like, I like an explanation of why certain people are just hanging out with each other. Yeah, explanations are good. I mean, yeah. you know me. I Like, my favorite question is why. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I got an answer to why, well, not not exactly why, but like, uh, was it uh, Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb were tagging on Rampage? They apparently have two, or three, rather, previous tag matches together on dark slash elevation yeah it's uh if anything you could do i could do better type of situation yeah which it yeah that's original yeah right it looks to me like it's gonna be they're gonna fight each other and that might be a way of getting a belt to serena deeb like if she becomes roh women's champion i wouldn't be surprised they do that down the line yeah because what else are they gonna do yeah uh so many belts in AEW slash ROH. Yeah, it wouldn't be as many if they could just like, you know, I... Hmm. ROH I'm, needs TV. I'm starting to think that we're thinking about this ROH thing. Like, we're not... I'm. Well, I think I, I'm starting to think of it like when Vince acquired WCW. Mm-hmm. That eventually those belts are just going to be merged in and they're not going to have a separate TV show. But didn't Tony say he was, they were going to have TV? He said he's he's going to keep Ring of Honor a separate company. They're going to they're working to get a TV a TV deal. And once that happens, their ROH is off to the races. All right. OK, if that eventually happens, then fine. I just don't want an invasion situation. Where it's like, yes, they bought WCW and they have the championships, but eventually they just turn into the one championship thing, and then it's just gone. Imagine they hire Sean Stasiak to just randomly run into walls backstage. Uh, look, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Um, I, and thinking about, we're still on. I'm, I still have some things with AEW. It's like, listen, I get you want to make Sting a thing, hmm. but. 
maybe it's time to like maybe leave it up to like the younger people. Like he doesn't need to be in matches, right? And you know, like and like the the way that people in this place get hurt, maybe it's not a good idea. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, it is injury season. Yeah, it, it's kind of just it's it's like it's like a bug going around. Yeah, I don't want I don't want him to get hurt or nothing like that. Yeah, I, um, I don't I don't want Singh to be hurt or injured. I just don't want to see him wrestle or on TV at all ever again. And I don't know if and this take was, Christian with him. It, I I I can't, man. I like heel Christian Cage. Christian's younger than Sting. He could still go. One of those statements is true. Okay, <laughs> that he's younger. Yes. <laughs> okay. One of those statements is indisputable. All right. Uh, Rampage, Andrade and Phoenix. I texted you last night two minutes into the match that it was a great match already, and it was just a great match, period. It was until the end. There, Yeah, there were there was this and that and the other. And we had Roosh hit the low blow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why it's Roosh and not Rush. Maybe that's how they pronounce Rush. In uh, with a Spanish slash Mexican pronunciation, I don't know. Right, I would just say maybe they don't want it to be like Rush, like like Leo Rush. Well, Leo Leo Rush wants to go to New Japan and retire there next. Oh well, you know what? If it, if it, if it's is another, if you want, you know what? If you want to get like most people, you know they, they these people they're, they're so basic. You know, you know they go around and they say they want to win championships. And other companies, but not Leo Rush. Leo Rush wants to be the first professional wrestler to retire in every single wrestling promotion. His entire career is the Leo Rush retirement tour. It's at least it's something. He's got something to his name. Yep. You know, it's unique. Um, and the, the, I got some advice for Rush. And mm. my advice is this: El Toro Blanco. That's right, El Toro Blanco. Listen to me. If you want to take your shirt off, and you got to undo the cuffs, yep. and then you could take it off, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Look how thick your arms are. What the hell were you thinking? Don't get so excited. Like, he could, the fact that he, and like, it took so long for him to get it off, he just left it there, and the camera guy moved up a little bit, so yep. it doesn't look fucking stupid. But hey, and like, good on that camera guy. Yeah, that was good. Like, all the way out, he still couldn't. I'm like, God damn it, just undo the fucking <laughs> button first. I get that you're excited. We've all been there. But you're on TV. Dark Elevation, Rouge versus his shirt. And guess what, Richter is? Shirt we wins? get. Yeah, that's right. Undefeated. <laughs> Yet another faction. Yeah. Just what we need. Yeah, don't we? Oh, wait. Hmm. Well, I guess the Hardy Home Office is no longer a thing. The Andrade, so, Andrade, yeah. uh, whatever. I guess maybe they I just know. rebranding? Well, they were the AFO, the Andrade Financial Office or whatever. So are they, is he in two things or is that over and he's with this thing now? That's I what, don't know. I, I mean, need answers. So, so there's, there's best friends, and there's Rapungi Vice, and there's Chaos, right? And they're all the same. No, hmm. Rapungi Vice uh, excludes Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy. 
Chaos includes Orange Cassidy. I don't know about Chuck Taylor or uh, Rocky Romero. Because, I mean, you know I don't watch. This is more complicated than superhero team-ups. It is. It's like, is he an Avenger? No, he's an East Coast Avenger. But not, you know what? That's actually but he's fun, never uh, been on the West Coast Avengers. That, yeah, that's actually a really, really great analogy because, like, I remember, like, they reference, like, you know, in comics where they were crossovers, it'd be asterisk and it'll tell you, like, what issue to look up. It's like, shit, yes. I didn't read that. Yes. Yes. They should do that with with te- with wrestling. Yes, like in the bottom Watch right New corner. New Japan episode, blah blah blah. Yeah, or like at least the commentators mm-hmm. say a thing. Ah, uh, you said commentators in New Japan. Now you remind me of fucking Kevin Kelly. I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, but yeah, it's one of, one of those things. It's like how like at one point Wolverine, he's an X Man, mm-hmm. but he was also an Avenger, hmm. like at the same time. You know. So I guess it's kind of like that. That I, f- I imagine those are tough jobs jobs to juggle. Yeah, that's uh, tough to say too. Orange Cassidy can fucking wrestle. Of course he can. But I, I that's no like he can wrestle. It's just weird that they don't like. Why does he do that more often? Thing is, he's gotten over on this gimmick. The gimmick is he's too lazy to care. And until he does, and then he's off, he's I'm using the phrase again, off to the races. I was gonna say that too. They got they programmed us, goddammit. I guess so. That Vince McMahon school. Um Yeah, say I, the thing. And I do appreciate this. It's a, it's a good thing to do like a JR appreciation thing when they're like they the whole time Excalibur and Tony are talking about how Orange Cassidy recently came back from injury. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so what is his injury? And JR's like, is his shoulder, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, good. Thank you. Fucking thank you. Good. And I, well, the other thing I appreciate for him is like, it was a, I think that, that was a, the, the, the multi tag team match. And he's like, he couldn't keep track of like who's legal and who's not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're just doing their own thing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah. Hmm. So, just one other highlight here, because, you know, Rampage is a short show. Um, I really like Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler. Well, Cash Wheeler can wrestle his ass off. Of course he can. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm almost to his detriment. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's so good, they just got to use him for all this other weird shit they want him to do. Mm-hmm. Good job by the commentary team of putting over Jeff Cobb's, like, amateur wrestling accomplishments because yeah right <laughs> for, for anyone like me that didn't have a chance to check his wikipedia same so i like that i i feel like they're shoring up some of the loose ends on commentary as far as where they've where, where we have said they've been lacking they're fixing it so now we know AEW listens also good shit Anything else you want to discuss before we jump into AEW, X, and JPW, Forbidden Door? I, I don't know where this X comes from, by the way. I've seen it for a few years now. When two things collaborate, it's an X. It's like, are you multiplying them? Because I kind of think you're just adding them together. It reminds me of video games. Because sometimes they'll do like a thing where it's like Tekken X, Street Fighter. You know, things like that. Mm. Um... 
But basically, think about it. It's a cross, crossover. Uh, Boom. Look, it's a Japanese thing. Why can't, but yeah, why can't it just be AEW listen, and New Japan? I, got, I, I understand, but we have to get through this because I have to eat dinner. So um, let's do the Forbidden Door. All right. Real quick. Let's get in on this. Let's do our picks and whatnot, which obviously is not titled because you don't deserve it championship match until money in the bank god damn it um That's, so let's which do is this next saturday apparently yeah it what why that's a great question why do they hate me so much i don't know all right well they hate us they do all right i'll we'll be get, on location we'll, i know i know we'll figure it out let's right. let's open that forbidden door which by the way i hate that all right <laughs> uh pre-show match number one eight man tag gun club uh, which is uh, Billy Austin and Colton Gunn and Max Caster uh, against uh, y- Yuya Imura, Alex Coughlin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. Them. Sure. I picked them because I hate the fucking Gun Club. Team New Japan. Uh, I think Gun Club will win. All right. Cool. Uh, QT and Aaron Solo versus... Bishamon, which is Haruki Goto and Yoshihashi. Them. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. QT Marshall, no disrespect, is like one of the most glorified jabrones I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like... Like, he's good, but like, it's just like, you know, so is Brooklyn Brawler. So right. is Barry Horowitz. Yep. Amazing guys who like, will go down in history, like names you'll never forget. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Damn right. All right, let's go. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory versus Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and Kanemaru. I keep picking Japan because <laughs> I, I I think there's, that uh, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve are going to fight. I think yeah. they're going to turn it into a feud. That's going to be a fun match. Yeah. A fun feud, I think. Mm-hmm. And then for... Ooh, let's... Hmm... Uh, I don't know which direction to go here. Um, I'm working my way up. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus TBA. I think it's uh, TBA. It's going to be uh, Cesaro, Claudio. Uh, yeah, um, and he should win. Yeah. Uh, six-man tag, Bucks and El Fantasmo versus the Dudes with Attitudes. Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi. Why are they Dudes with Attitudes? I have no idea. Is that a throwback to when Sting was tagging with the Ultimate Warrior? Like, uh, did... Weren't they the Dingo Warriors? Oh, yeah, that's right. Dudes with Attitudes, wasn't that... Um, oh, weren't they the Dynamic? Johnny Ace? I think Johnny Ace was the... And, um... I think they were the Dynamic Dudes. Dynamic Dudes, that's it. Maybe. It was Johnny Ace and uh, Troy Martin, hmm. later known as uh, Shane Douglas. Yeah, give me a second, I just <laughs> brain fart. Um, so who's winning? Yes. Yes. Cool. Bucks and yeah, El it has Fantasmo. To be. Yeah. What El Fantasmo is this? Is this... Uh... Oh. It's Canadian. El Fantasmo is Canadian. All right. Uh, for the AEW Women's World Title, Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm. Uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I feel like Tony. I feel like Tony Khan wants Tony Storm to dethrone Jade. I wouldn't. 
Probably would... not not soon, but eventually. Yeah, because it's not going to be Athena. Right. Right. Uh, Three-way winner takes all tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team titles and the IWGP Tag Team titles. FTR versus Great Okan and Jeff Cobb representing the United Empire versus Rapongi Vice. Uh, out of just pure loyalty, I'm going with FTR. Let's go FTR. Uh, same, by the way. Uh, for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, which, by the way, is still in the possession of the pre- its previous owner who was stripped of the title, Juice Robinson. Whoa. Right. I watched a promo uh, that he cut, that he filmed at home, apparently. Uh, Will Ospreay defending the title that he is not in physical possession of against Orange Cassidy. It's going to be Ospreay. It's got to be. Can't not be. I know Orange Cassidy can wrestle his ass off, but he's not in Ospreay's league. Right. Also, there are a lot of uh, additional elements that could potentially get involved and that always benefits the heel. Yeah. Six-man tag with the winning team receiving the man advantage at Blood and Guts. Less Sex Gods and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Yumino. Uh, I'll go with Jericho's team on this. It makes sense for the heels to have the number advantage. Yes. Kingston is a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> attacks him at the end of Dynamite. He attacks him at the end of Rampage. It's pretty great. Yeah. Because I saw it out of order. I watched Rampage first, then Dynamite. He's got a pen. Yeah. Get a pen out of his hand. And then he tries to get it off. No, we're out of pens. <laughs> no more pens. That's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, he uh, tried to pour gasoline. He poured gasoline on him. You know how expensive that is? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, Four-way match for the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Pack versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus replacing the person I mentioned earlier. I'm not going to scroll back. Clark Connors. Yes. So really, I, Miro or Malachi Black? Uh, or I want it to be Malachi Black. Or is he not in the match? He is in the match. Okay, so him. I like him. I got a feeling it's going to go to Miro. Interesting. I That's not bad either. Either one's fine. Think about I'm it. Honest. Miro had the TNT title. Now you give him the All-Atlantic title. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time saying All-Atlantic all the time. Mm. Um, I feel like it, they're sort of a, they're creating a path to the world title for Miro. It's about time. Mm-hmm. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, it's a four-way. Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker, versus Hangman, Adam Page versus Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Adam Cole? I think it's Adam Page. Ooh, Okay. I'm only thinking because Adam Page has wins over Cole, but Mm -hmm. Cole doesn't have wins over Adam Page. That's all right. Mm. For the interim AEW world title, these two matches are kind of tied here. They're uh, related. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. (sighs) Uh, I liked how the emphasis 
uh, from Regal and the whole out team is that this is all, uh, you know, it's very important for Moxley to win this. So that means Tanahashi's going to win, right. I think. I think he should. Like, you've convinced me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why? Well, you know, they're going to want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So they'll do that. And um, I got to say, looking at this and in hindsight, Vince should have listened to Chris Jericho. Yeah. They should have had that relationship with New Japan. And mm-hmm. he fucking blew it. Like, if he did that, there would AEW would not have a leg to stand on. Yep. Like, none of these matches would be happening. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr., crazy. Yeah. Will Ospreay? Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be Tanahashi. And as discussed on a previous episode, Tanahashi is going to bring the AEW world title to Japan to sort of hype AEW over there. While um, Hangman Page defends IWGP title in AEW. Yeah. And eventually they'll... Do something where they swap back or something. Yeah, it may, maybe they'll have a segment backstage on on, on elevation well, where they, they just, just switch titles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe they'll do that. Oh, yeah, fucking brilliant. Where have I seen that before? <laughs> no, no, no. Or, or they could do it in an in-ring segment on Dynamite, and one of them drops the belt. Yeah, they physically drop the belt mm-hmm. as opposed to the way they fucking should. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> so, so I think the source, the reason why shit like that pisses us off when it happens is that it's cheap, it's boring, it's uncreative, unimaginative storytelling. It drops the value of the championships. Yeah, it's 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 literally the assigned writer just saying, well. I got nothing. I legitimately can't think of anything better than this. So here you go. Mm-hmm. We're going to swap. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about that now because there's only one tag team championships, apparently. On Ron SmackDown? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's no women's tag champs. Thank goodness. There'd be too many belts. They should just promote... Um, Toxic Attraction. Wait like, a second. They are the WWE and NXT women's tag champs. Yeah, but you know they don't care about that. I know. Like how Brooks and Jensen or whatever are the NXT UK champions. Do you know that? Yup. <laughs> yeah, they, there is no respect for NXT UK. None at all. None whatsoever. Please, someone on They're TV like the minor league of NXT. Yeah. Someone on TV mentioned that Gunter had the NXT uh, UK championship for freaking however many days he did please at least they mentioned the days for alba fire before she changed names yeah i I didn't pick up on that but that's good they did that on nxt not obviously not regular tv but yeah like when she was fighting against mandy Mm -hmm. thing (sighs) alba fire is kaylee ray is kind of like she's the one female where i feel like they'll overlook the age thing, just because she's that damn good, she has never slowed down. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't care. Like I, this, I this actually great. working a weekly schedule is slow for her from her days in ICW. Yeah, if anything, this is like a like a you know chill. Yup. She's like, oh, I just that that's that's all I do. I just, I carry a flaming bat to the ring. Yeah, 
Yeah, all right. Uh, no, Sign a check. No bro, no broken glass. No barbed wire. No thumbtacks. No stapler. No, nah, no. Nah, no nah, pink nah. cheese grater. No, nah, just no. Nah, just carry the flaming bat. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Great. Great. And my last name is Fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All, all right. right. Red right. hair. Yeah, I get oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for her to start burning bitches. Could she burn bitches? Uh, I don't think it's she coming. Burn it's coming, man. They'll figure it out. Like that time Solo Sokoa had hamburger on his face. Remember? Because he got burned and it was falling off. Oh, I forgot about that. That was so good. <laughs> I am was so glad they didn't fucking mention that since. Yeah. That was... it fell off. <laughs> the men were fighting. That was worse than the Jillian Hall mole getting eaten off by fucking Boogeyman. Uh, that was disgusting. That was gross. Yeah. Everything about the boogie, like, like I hear you about, you know, I all the zeros, but I don't know if I'm sticking live worms in my mouth. Hey, man, it's 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 a it's a feel good story of the weird kid in the playground gone, gone good, you know. Oh. he's made it. <laughs> good for you. You you in that way, I guess whoever you are, you are more man than I. Indeed. Not ashamed to admit it. All right. We got Forbidden Door tomorrow. I'll, I'll be watching it. You're gonna you're gonna watch it on like tape delay or something, right? I yes, that is the word on the street. Yes. <laughs> that is the word from the streets. I've never left the streets, my guy. I know. All righty. Well Rich, you know what time it is. Oh, that's my cue. <laughs> I, 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 I should I shouldn't cough when when I hear you say my name because that's usually the cue for my cue. Book of verse. I'm normally not like this, but it's about to be nine o'clock because somebody was very busy today. Richter is, but I'm not naming names. And my wife needs to eat dinner. I had a long also, day. I am so, very hungry. <laughs> so if you want to email us, basementbookers at gmail.com. Our socials. We're on Twitter at basementbookers at basementjr at Rich there is. We got the Facebook page where you can also listen to this podcast. Uh, Facebook, of course, is The Basement Bookers. Uh, I went out of order, and it's fucking me up in the head. Uh, Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. And as far as where to find this podcast, besides Facebook, as I already mentioned, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, just Google it. If this is your first listen uh, after watching uh, Pro Wrestling Magic. Don't forget to check out Pro Wrestling Magic if you didn't. Yes. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for uh, letting us know. Thanks for still being here all the way through the socials. And Jerry's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Please and thank you. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Goodbye, everybody.